Our gospel reading today may seem both confusing and harsh. From this narrative of the Canaanite woman, a contemporary question for us may be, how do we respond when God is not acting in a way we want or expect? This chapter starts, and it's not included in our reading today, with discussion about tradition. Jesus and the Pharisees are getting heated, and it continues into our reading today. Their conversation has to do with the esteem of tradition above the heart or the understanding of Jesus. The law, the external life, and how it is lived is being challenged. Our reading starts with Jesus making the point that the internal life is more important than external behaviors. Jesus is turning religion upside down as he walked the earth. Here we move to the Canaanite woman's narrative. We must cultivate a little bit of understanding before jumping in. A consideration is the relationship between the Israelites and the Canaanites. The Canaanites were a part of the people that were displaced when Israel occupied the promised land. Though they shared much in culture and language, there was separateness and tension regarding land and religion. Contempt that was rooted in the past drove attitudes and behaviors into the present for them. That is not unusual. We experience that with people and people groups and communities today. We can share so much and have so much in common, but can have such contempt and even despise one another. Another direction to consider is twofold. It helps us to know where we are at at the time of this writing. D.A. Carson puts the writing of Matthew's gospel, along with other commentators, at around A.D. 60. This is 30 years after the resurrection. Additionally, Carson and others would say that Matthew was writing to simply tell who Jesus is. With this goal of presenting Jesus, Matthew's audience are Jewish people. Matthew is trying to help Jewish people understand Jesus. As Jesus' audience is prioritizing tradition and the law above heart and understanding, Jesus leaves. He goes to the land of Tyre and Sidon, foreign land, Gentile territory, and quite literally has left Israel behind him. The disciples, however, followed Jesus. They are familiar with religious practice and priorities. They are taking in who Jesus is, and they likely identify with the contemporary view of the Canaanite. A last consideration briefly is how women were viewed and treated culturally. Perhaps not surprisingly, not well. Women were invisible and to some degree uh, not really valued as humans. With all of this in mind, history, timing, and culture will turn our attention to the narrative. A part of this narrative may be to illustrate a point to the disciples, maybe carrying ideas of tradition and external behaviors to a ridiculous extreme. Some commentators claim that, but that does not solve the troubling nature of what happens in the interaction between Jesus and this woman. Doc Hollingsworth, in his essay on this passage, claims with others that the focus may not need to be on how harsh Jesus seems to be, but on Jesus breaking cultural and religious boundaries just by talking with this woman. 
Again, a tidy explanation, but not really helpful with the harshness we hear. It may help us to consider this passage from the woman's experience and perspective. She is a desperate mother. Typically, that is not someone to mess with. She is breaking cultural norms as a woman and as a Canaanite seeking Jesus' help. But she clearly has some understanding as she calls out, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. This woman knows who is merciful. She calls on Jesus as son of David, a clue she knows who Jesus is. She has, some, she has come intentionally to who can be merciful in her desperation. This desperation fosters initiating with a Jewish man. She is behaving in, a, in ways that are culturally unacceptable. There is an element to this where Jesus could be reacting like any man in that culture would. His first response to her is, bless you. Uh, <laughs> his, rewind, his, uh, his first response to her is to ignore her. Here is where Matthew's audience becomes important. As Matthew was writing this narrative, seeking for Jewish people to understand who Jesus is, this might have been an opportunity, opportunity that Jesus was using to create a bridge ideologically. That yes, Jesus came in fulfillment of Jewish prophecy to save people, but there is more. Jesus came for all people, Jew and Gentile. Jesus responds to the disciples, not the woman, saying he has been sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. The woman then does two things. She kneels before Jesus, a posture of humility and desperation, and she keeps asking, Lord, help me. Now she has gained audience with Jesus. He responds to her directly. This is the part that sounds confusing and harsh. Jesus says, it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. Hollingsworth helps us understand the cringe factor here. He writes, referring to Canaanites as dogs was a familiar and favorite insult of Israelites. Calling a woman a female dog had the same tone as if it were shouted today in a high school hallway. This is not expected language from the Son of God. What is clear in the text is Jesus is saying that the children are Israel and the Gentiles are the dogs. In the then and there, that was a very important distinction. And if we zoom out just a little bit as Jesus is interacting with this woman, we see that he is bridging a gap. Jesus is for all while participating in the constraints of culture and religion in the time. When we zoom out, we can see that this narrative is about this woman, but also to show to all present Jesus' call to save everyone. We glean some good news here about God, and it's startling. God relates to us in the ways that we can take God in, and God has accurate knowledge of our limitations, which we, we're familiar with that, but God has accurate knowledge of our limitations in our dark side our dispositions, our prejudices, our hatreds. God is merciful indeed. 
Carson calls the woman's response to Jesus' statement masterly. The woman does not respond in anger to the words Jesus is saying, which is fascinating. She listens to him and responds in a way that she can be heard. She is tenacious before God and a bit of a role model to us all relationally. She begins, yet even the dogs, yet even the dogs. Jesus has created a space for promise for the Gentiles in his response, and this woman is occupying it. This desperate mama will take a crumb to have her child healed. She is asking again. This woman is showing that she believes she and her daughter should receive mercy from God. Jesus calls that faith and heals her daughter. But I do want to be clear here that this woman is not earning anything. She did not do something just right for God to answer her prayer so her daughter could be healed. Any answer to prayer is God's prerogative. Jesus is merely naming her behavior. So what do we take away? And notice I did not solve this passage at all. But what do we take away? We learn about God's nature and character. God loves us and relates to us in a way that we can hear and understand. Thanks be to God. And we learn a bit how to pray from this woman. Cry out to God when we are desperate. Fall to our knees. Keep asking. Listen well. Ask more. Expect a miracle. May we know the tenacity of the Canaanite woman as we pray and relate to God.